Hello everyone and welcome once again to Wednesday Night Live. My name is Ron Crawford and I'm coming to you from the Father's Church in Dallas. Not Dallas, Georgia. Not Dallas, Oregon. Dallas, Texas. Just had to clarify that. It's a great blessing to be able to say hello to my congregation as well as to others uh, of our Saints Network family who are so gracious to join us each week in our time of study in the Word. We certainly believe for a blessing in your life, and we look forward to what the Lord has in store for us in the weeks to come. There's some very productive times over the next two months with many signature moments. Um, I, I'm just so very grateful to the Lord for his blessing. And I, I'm asking God to protect all of us, to keep us strong and well. Um, I'm asking that we would remain close to him and that uh, his presence would be so absolutely prominent in our lives, uh, asking that any kind of distraction, any kind of urgency or emergency would be put far from us. And uh, we, don't, we don't even want to be able to see these things and we don't want them affecting us. We need to keep our eyes focused on the Lord. You know, the Bible talks about if the, the benefit of seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, that is a benefit in itself. That's the essence of what we are to be as individuals. How, how much better can a life be than to being able to seek first the kingdom of God and to walk in his righteous vision. But the blessing continues by God saying that he would add whatever we need. And that's, that's what we absolutely have to, have to uh, trust in. I know that so many right now are dealing with scenarios that are very difficult in their lives and it's it's not even, you know some people love to talk about you know let me learn how to to get this or get this from God and you're not doing it right if you were doing it this way this wouldn't be happening i i don't have a whole lot of patience for that i've heard variations of that for decades and but what I do know is that there are situations in life that are just part of life. You can bind and rebuke and cast out and have agreement that you won't face them. But there are scenarios that just are part of life. And do I wish they weren't there? Yeah. I mean... As a pastor, over the years, I've had to step in and help people in lots of different scenarios that had really nothing to do with whether they exercised faith properly. Some things just are part of life, and they're not easy to deal with. And that's when we give thanks to the Lord that we are in him and our home is not anywhere other than in heaven with him um so i know some of you are facing things that are very difficult and you you just need the 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 absolute girding up of the lord and i release that to you now i ask for encouragement to come and for things to work out in a way that brings forth God's glory. You know, 
lots of things in life, most things in life are unpredictable. Even when you think you've got everything planned just the way you want it, then sometimes a curveball comes to you. And it could be from other people. It could be from circumstances in the nation. Uh, who's, who's to say? Um, and there, therein, we must be absolutely confident in what God uh, has given to us to be in him and to know that he's with us and um, we're serving him that that confidence that knowledge has helped me through monumental challenges over the past decades as pastor here in this church in scenarios that we have faced god has always been more than faithful what what does that mean more than faithful well he's been faithful but then he adds on other wonderful things. So whatever our faith was in him at the right hand of the Father, then he puts the press down, shaken together, running over type of uh, outpouring for us. And uh, so if you're believing God for any of that, any of those facets, be encouraged today. Um, I... Um, I know that some of you are facing scenarios. You just simply need a touch from the Lord. It may seem like that touch has been elusive, but you need it. And, and I ask that the Father would touch you even now. It may be healing. It may be provision. It may be some measure of resolving a difficult or perplexing scenario. Let, let the Spirit of the Lord break through upon that thing. Some need a scenario to resolve itself. And I ask for that too. And for some of you, you, you need to just get back before the Lord. You, you really need to find that place in Him that you've not been visiting very often and um, it's 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 imperative for you to be what God has called you to be and to function in that every day because the enemy doesn't want you there and if he sees you straying from what you should be you are presenting yourself as a vulnerable target. I don't mean that from a fear-eliciting point. I'm not declaring anything negative over you. I'm just telling you this is a truth. So, um, we thank God for his blessing. And we do have incredible things that are on the horizon. One of them is... A very great blessing that God has given us as a saints network and that is to be able to continue to sow the principles the deeper principles of the scripture into churches throughout Brazil and throughout South and Central America and even in New Mexico the entire corridor southward from the United States God has truly given us as a as an inheritance almost as a as a point of responsibility and it's quite an honor it's quite an honor to to have that we we labor every week in fact when this broadcast ends i'll be doing a uh, a similar type of a broadcast for brazil and then tomorrow, uh, I'll be teaching them. Right now, I'm teaching. We've had other teachers in a cycle that have been teaching them for many, many months. 
but we will be going in the very last days of May and the first weekend in June, as so many of you already know, to minister in a citywide uh, event. And uh, we need to, we've been working and laboring to put all the pieces together for this. And there's still a lot of work to do. I know that so many of you hearing this are uh, are making plans to go. Um, I, I bless you. But we as a Saints Network need to recognize that this is something that God has commissioned all of us to take responsibility for. And we need to have a unified approach of prayer. So, this coming Sunday morning, you will be presented with a seven-week agenda for praying that leads up through and including the journey to Brazil. It will, the seventh week, some of you who are purists are already looking at the calendar. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's only six weeks to hear. Well, one of the things we've learned that if you're not praying right after a big event, you're, you're not really being wise. I almost said another word, but that might offend some of you. Um, you've, got to, you've got to be in agreement to cover yourself in the Lord through the the time immediately following and first of all for giving him thanks but um, for traveling for protection for um, the, the shielding in the God who promised to guard over the re-regard or the re-reward um, we we will be praying so that for some of you who are already looking at your calendar that seven weeks leads into that week when so many of us are returning and the, the, the remaining days of that week. Um, so we'll be presenting that on Sunday. And each week there will be a different theme. And I feel that these are important. And as was said yesterday on Saints Radio, uh, you know, we did it five weeks leading up to our last seminar. Some of the elements of that will be incorporated into this seven week. But as you well know, there's a difference between our seminar and an invasion of a continent. Um, you, have to, you have to include some different things that you would not for simply as wonderful as it is for the gathering of the saints here in Dallas. But the point, though, is that we didn't get this out of a book or for some template. I felt really strongly felt that the Spirit was saying, this is what you need to offer. Because we really are partnering with the ways of God here, God's timing. And um, I, I am looking forward to having that presented. We will be doing that on Sunday morning. Uh, in fact, I'm going to begin the instruction for this tomorrow on the Brazilian um, teaching time so that they will be ready to present on Sunday because you, you don't want the pastors getting up there on Sunday not really understanding what is this that I'm supposed to be saying. You know what I mean? So um, it's imperative for us to be in prayer. Whether you're traveling on this journey or not, um, we need everybody to be praying. You know, I, I go back to that biblical account of when uh, David and his camp were raided by the enemy and when David's men got back from a campaign they recognized that this has happened and the sons of Belial wanted to kill David and um, David encouraged himself in the Lord but he said during that engagement that 
you know, even those who watch over the stuff or the keep keep the camp will be equal partners with the spoils or the or the victory treasures. And so I believe that every person in our saints network who engages themselves faithfully on behalf of this journey God will make certain that there is a measure of reward for everyone. That's not why we do this. Certainly not trying to elicit with a promise of blessing for you your prayers. We should be doing this because we recognize this is what our Father wants. We recognize the high honor of being able to do this for him. And we want to do it faithfully, whatever that requires of us. And um, I, I know that everything begins with a voice. We need to believe for the so many factors to be in place. So each week leading up to the gathering, the completion of the gathering, we, we need to be in agreement but it's important that each person in that agreement is spending quality, quality time in, in the Lord. Now, the message for today, we've been receiving so much meat from the scripture um, over the past number of weeks. I mean, it, it has been phenomenally incredible the things that God has been revealing and showing in his word. And as I've said so often, we don't, we don't gauge how quickly God's giving something or the, the sequence that he's giving it. He's always faithful to do that. But I do know that many times when we get some major points of deep revelation, God says what he's going to say, but then there is a necessary point of waiting on the Lord, meditation, allowing things, as it were, to digest a little bit. You don't want to just keep eating and eating and eating. Uh, that, that doesn't really help anybody. Uh, that's not wise in life. But um, I feel like God wanted us to take this course of action today and to talk about where we are in in prayer. You know, as I said, next week we begin, on Sunday, we begin this seventh week progression, seven-week progression. Um, but I felt that as the Lord... Uh, has given us this great responsibility. I felt how wonderful it is that it is it is a partnership with him. It is an intimacy with him. And immediately then, I remembered our understanding in the scripture of the Hebrew word sha'al and how that, uh, you know, we, we did, wrote a booklet called Ask of Me many, many, many years ago. And I remember how powerfully that conveyed itself to us. And um, the, the concept of Sha'al is that you are a covenant partner with God. The kings and the prophets were given the provision of being able to Sha'al, before the Lord, it speaks uh, of of in your most um, I don't want to keep saying intimate in in your most um, uncovered state. I mean, you it's just you and the Lord. Maybe what you are when you're in your house or in your apartment and nobody else is around, and you can just be yourself. That's, that's and, and whoever you are with, 
that you feel comfortable being uh, uh, vulnerable in that way. That That is conveyed with this word. Now, you'll see it many, many times in Scripture, but it is always, it indicates some deep measure of familiarity and a measure of confidence in your communication in, in that in that measure of relationship. Um, and we're going we're gonna to look uh, here at Isaiah chapter 45, very familiar passage, verse 11. And the scripture says, Thus says the Lord, this is, of course, Yahweh, the Holy One, of Israel and the one who made that nation. Ask me, here's our word, of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands command ye me. People have talked about this verse from so many different perspectives. I was joking yesterday on Saints Radio about hearing uh, many fiery teachers from what was known as the faith movement going with this verse with a chaser of going boldly before the throne of grace and how we needed to go up there and just, when we're in prayer, just, just, go in there brashly and tell God what should be on behalf of his word. I always thought that was a bit dangerous uh, because it really implied to the people who were hearing it that no matter what you were thinking, no matter what you wanted, no matter what you had envisioned, you just go in there and tear up Jack and let God know how serious you are. And the problem with that, I have no problem with us being confident in God, but there's two problems with what I just proposed some people believe. The first is that you can't trust what your own thinking is most of the time. I've said this before. I'm so grateful as I look back over my life that God didn't give me a number of the things that I asked for. Because if he did give me some of the things I asked for, I would have been destroyed. But at the time, I thought this is what I must have. So there's a way that seems right to people, but the end thereof is destruction. And we have to be really careful with that. But the other factor is that when you go before the throne of grace, you're going as a representative of the right hand of the Father where Jesus is to do the will of the Father and to partner in some measure of grace. The challenge with the study of grace is that it is always uh, the antithesis of grace is bitterness. You don't want to fail in grace. Grace is always moving upward in what God wants. And so your boldness has to be in confidence of what God wants. And who's going to counsel him? The only way we can know what God really is asking of us is to remain in prayer. I mean, on your face, praying in the mysteries of God, praying before the Father in the Spirit and aligning yourself with His will. And He will then direct your steps. And that's your point of confidence. It's amazing the things that God has done over the years in opening the world, the world of understanding of His Word, the deeper things of His Word, and openings 
across the across the nations. We we don't have an exploratory team. We don't have people that go out as uh, forerunners to see if we can stir up places for us to come and minister. God always connects these. And there's no way we could have done that. Only God does that. But the boldness is our confidence in him and in our absolute trust that grace will prevail. And we submit ourselves to God. So I've heard this passage that we read on Isaiah 45, 11, um, I'm sure it's sincere, but it, I've heard it misconstrued because when you look at what's really being said here, the context is uh, that people had been questioning God. You can read this verses before. And God said, who are you to counsel me? And then he gives illustrations to them about how nonsensical that concept or idea actually is. And he then comes to verse 11 and says, here's what I want in conjunction with my plan and in relationship to how holiness and what holiness means um, manifests itself in the midst of the people of God. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons. This is our Sha'al. We'll talk about the other point in a minute. But this says that the Sha'al should be applied to the development of sons and direction as to how we position ourselves, prepare ourselves, and be willing to go forward in what's coming, what God has in store. And so we ask God for this direction. We ask him for this clarity. We ask him for the development of sons. We ask him because that's the most important thing to God. Yes, his will, his ways, that's important. But God could operate in his will and in his ways without you and me. Very easily could do that. He did that before you or I were ever even, the wheels of the Spirit were put, before they were even put in motion for us to be even a part of what God was declaring. But he wants to partner with humans. That's why he created. That's he he wants <coughs> that relationship, that partnership. And so we have studied this a lot, so I, I don't think I need to, to go through the the litany of things that prove that. But God is saying, you are functioning in in a measure of closeness to me. When you speak to me, you can speak to me about the development of sons, the, the development that's going on in your life, the development in the people that you're supposed to be truly discipling into sonship. And you can ask me concerning what, is ahead for direction, for warnings, for preparedness. You can ask even for uh, the, the favor of the Almighty in every one of those things, and particularly for the development of sons. We face this with the many myriad number of pastors and leaders down in Brazil who God has has given to us. Now, this isn't some fanciful thing. You know, one of the one of the dimensions of Sha'al in Scripture is that um, we ask of God and He gives us the heathen as an inheritance. 
And something you think, well, what does that mean? We're going to own people? Does it mean we're going to own lands? Or does it go to the root of what an inheritance is? That you would bring them into the family. That you would cause them to enter into their inheritance in God. And that in the familial connectivity, the relationship that you have before God, you welcome them into that type of a, uh, a, a pathway. And so we definitely see that. We want to see sons raised up in South America. It's important during this time frame that this happens because our world is really in a challenging moment. I don't need to tell you that. But particularly all of South America is perhaps, I'm sure that it is in conjunction with what God said would happen in his word. But um, the influence of democracy and whatever America was supposed to be doing and has done has not only been waning, but it is just dissipated. And the communist Chinese government has moved in. And I don't know how long of a window God will give to us to be able to freely proclaim these things and to teach these people before a door closes. You do know that the Chinese, this is not a racially... Uh, proclaim thing. The Chinese want, as most communists do, they want to eliminate religion. They want to eliminate churches. They want their system to be God. And uh, I I found this out when several years ago um, was able, was privileged to be able to go through my wife's company into China. I had to get a visa even though I was going as part of a of an airline consortium, which the Chinese government really wanted. But they denied my passport uh, because and my visa request because I'm a pastor. And it took the influence of the sponsoring airline for me to get a visa, and they grudgingly gave it, but they gave it only up to one day following the the gathering itself. They wanted me out of there. And that you, 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 that's just not the only example. But what I'm saying is the time is short. We need to work for the night is coming, and we need to establish sons, not babies, not people that are just constantly weeping and saying, we can't do it, you got to come here and help us. They've got to be given the, uh, the actual impartations, the, the, the wonder of the word. Um, they've got to know how to stand in the gap. They, they need to know things that you and I just take for granted. And so... We need the favor of the Lord. So we need to ask God for direction. Sha'al. We need to know time frames. We need specific strategic assignments to know, to understand who we can rely on down there and who is people who might be people that are like that first, uh, that second characteristic of the parable of the soils who look real energetic and they spring up quickly and then as soon as challenges come they're gone we've seen a lot of that over the years and it can be very deceptive people that i thought man these folks are really receiving and i'm so grateful for that and won't they be wonderful a wonderful uh, individuals uh, as they submit themselves to the Lord 
and I don't mean any measure of disparity toward them, but the first couple of challenges that came or another pretty face of ministry came and they were gone. Gone without a trace in some instances. And we, with the time that we have, we need to be, we need to have a very high batting average. So we need to ask God concerning the things that are to come and concerning sons. We need an impartation of his spirit because the the teaching of the word and the depth of the word and the patterning of it that we will do and the structure that we can indicate regarding spiritual warfare and how you take cities, those are great. But if they are not impacted by the Spirit, and if they're not moved upon by the Spirit, it probably won't work. We can't do this without the Spirit. We can't, we can't, we can't do, there's no, there's no life without breath. There just isn't. And we, we have to have this. So one of the factors that the Sha'al brings is this essence, this essence. And we need to be asking God every week that he would make very clear his direction, his timing, uh, where, when, what, how, um, and who. <laughs> and um, we need to believe for sons. We need to ask him for sons. We need to believe for the sons that come in to be impacted by the Spirit. Because if they're not impacted, for those who are impacted by the Spirit, it's still difficult. For those who are impacted in the deeper places spiritually, you many times have to make yourself spend time in prayer. You just do. You just do. So we need this capacity. But then the verse continues, and concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. Now here's where the command stuff comes in. And it's in regard to the hands of God, or how we partner with God in uh, seeing a miracle begin to work. This is not the cap. This isn't the palm of the hand. This is the, the actual function of the hand after that strike point of agreement has been established. And what is the command here? Well, you remember, it. this is a, I call it a lieutenant term. It's, it's either a directive that is given from a position to, of authority to an underling in authority structure, or it's that person making a request or giving directives on behalf of authority that has been granted by them from their superior. So it's, it's, it's that. It's not just you willy-nilly using discretional authority. You, you are representing the throne. So when we come before the throne and we're sha'aling concerning God's sons and his timing and how he wants things done, what would the commanding then be? Well, first of all, it would indicate that you're hearing what you're being commissioned to, to demonstrate. What type of authority are you being given and, and how, how are you to exhibit it? So that's coming. But then from that place, you begin to declare what God has revealed that, uh, that he wants to do. It's very similar to the, the New Testament concept of prosuke, where you're in covenant, in grace before the Lord, in supplication. He reveals something to you, and then you begin to declare and pray that. 
that really is indicative of the concept of Sha'al. And so we, we need to look at, okay, what has God said? Here's his timing. Here's his place. Here are the people. We're there to develop and position sons who will establish the kingdom and then expand from there. This is one of the ways that the megas power, the greater works are done. Which is why Jesus said to his disciples, greater works than these will you do because I go to my father. He was investing into them and he expected them to go. Go ye into all the world. We do that similar thing. But we, it's like when Jesus said, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, Peter, but I have prayed for you. Uh, We need to be declaring on behalf of the throne, not commanding God, but participating in this command structure where we know what God has commissioned. We're not guessing about it. We didn't have a, a, a chain phone call with a couple of powerful prayers and you know they said this is what God should do we know this is what God's saying it's in conjunction with the assignment we've been given and so we need to have great confidence to declare and to pray in that command measure so on the one hand you've got asking God which is really aligning yourself with him on behalf of his mission you're learning timing, you're learning placement, you're learning um, uh, measures of strategy. And you, your agenda is to strengthen the sons, to fulfill what your role as a son is, and to disciple those called to be sons and to, to get them partnering with God and welcoming the kingdom where they are planted. So that's an Sha'al thing. But then, since you're, since you are partnering with God in that, as he begins to direct things and show you things, you pretty much know, okay, this is what God wants. This is what he said. So you begin to command into the scenarios the favor of the Lord. You start taking authority over things that would come against what God has said. And that's your basis of warfare. It's not up to yourself. It's God declaring this. So every week leading up to uh, Brazil, we need to be, uh, with the emphasis on what's being declared um, for the particular week for us to be in agreement with, we need to be portraying the concept of this verse. Now, again, those of you who have the study that we did many years ago, you'll remember signature places where this word sha'al is used. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and you also look where command is used. Um, the first place command is used, or the word translated as command was in the Garden of Eden. And, um, you know, we've been talking about the serpent and the deception of Eve regarding the tree and then Adam participating in that. But God has some really heady things to tell them about this business of what was commanded to them and what he gave them authority to do. So you can study that for yourself. But the ask of me, is um, is a really phenomenal progression where, you know, I, I mentioned uh, ask and I'll give you the heathen for an inheritance. You ask for the former and latter rain. Elijah said to Elisha, um, I'm going to be taken away from you. What would you ask of me, Sha'al? Uh, there, there's just so many of, of, of these wonderful instances of how this word is used. When Israel was leaving Egypt and going toward the land of promise, they, they gained great measures of financial blessing. 
um, from the Egyptian, and um, it's uh, it's it's very interesting that God uses this word from their covenant partnership and the favor that it elicited from these Egyptian people who had just been battered by the plagues. Um, and I don't think that they were dwelling in fear. God just gave favor. So it would be great if we had that kind of financial provision um you know it, it's 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 really interesting like when hannah went before eli she asked of him for this son who would be samuel um, you can look these up for yourself um and again we wrote about this but david gained direction in, in going to battle with the Philistines. David inquired of the Lord, shall I go up? And God either said go or another place. He said no, go or no. We, we, need, uh, <laughs> we, we need this. Um, I, I think this is so interesting. Um, I, I, I think this is so interesting. Wow. <sighs> well, I, I just believe that this is a, a directive from the Lord. I, I believe that this is a directive that we need to, to take very, um, very seriously in our, in our prayers. I would, I would ask you to, to just go through in your devotional studies this progression of Sha'al. And when, you, when the Spirit uh, enlightens your, your heart concerning one of the passages, lay claim to that. But let Isaiah 45 be the signature and to know that that this is really our our covenant point before the lord because we are being given these nations to welcome into their inheritance and subsequently to that's our inheritance as well um i i am so very grateful to the lord for his kindness to allow us to participate in this in this way, um, uh, you remember this was for Isaiah in Isaiah forty five thirty eight chapters before <clears throat> when uh, when he met with Ahaz, not Ahab, but Ahaz, and this was a pivotal point for that king, and he said. God said, ask a sign of the Lord. Ask it either in the depth or in the height. And Ahaz rejected that it just openly. I will not ask. Um, I, uh, let's, not, let's not fall into that point of failure. We need to, we need to be a people of prayer and to see what what wonderful things God is going to do. And, you know, the last issuance of Sha'al in the Old Testament was that passage about ask for the former and the latter rain. And we've, we've talked about that before regarding the rain of planting and then the rain leading to harvest. But... Most recently, we've been looking at how the trees themselves release the moisture into the atmosphere, and uh, trees release a type of uh, dynamic that the ocean does not release, and that the trees themselves, which we are to be the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, the trees themselves 
in obedience to the directive of God from the light, from the sun, uh, they release what then triggers the atmospheric seasons, the, triggers the convection, triggers the, the, the rain clouds. And just yesterday, I was able to find in a physics journal an indication that that deuterium, that heavy water element that comes up from the trees themselves, because the the the, the oceans, uh, the water is the mist that the ocean receives will not permit it to release the deuterium. Only the trees do that. Um, the it's very interesting that. Uh, in this physics magazine, we found the proof that that is what empowers the explosiveness of the lightning. And I, I thought, if we're going to say that, it makes perfect sense. None of the climatologists seem very interested in that, but I was because we we want to know about the voices, thunders, lightnings, and earthquakes. And the trees themselves release all of these other things, but that deuterium element is what makes the lightning so explosive. It's not just a static charge, although that could be lethal, but lightning is amazing. And that's the empowerment of suns. So we ask, and asking there would be not saying, oh God, please send it. But asking would be that process itself of yielding ourselves to God and praying and welcoming his burden. The uh, I'm not going to reteach this. We've talked about it twice in the past week. But the Sha'al there really indicates that we are all in on the process of what a tree should do. So otherwise it would be pointless. It would be like me saying, oh God, send somebody else to do all my work for me. Please do it. I declare it. I'm boldly telling you at the throne to do it. No, it's really indicating that Sha'al, that intimacy in obeying the Lord is the operative passion of this process that then creates the seasons of God on earth. God gives us that privilege of partnership. And uh, I think that's interesting. So if the, tr if the trees themselves are the main influence, and scientifically this has been proven, you may not say it in your study Bible or whoever you are addicted to to listen to on the internet. But over the past few years, this has been proven. And I'm grateful for it because it shines a light on all these things that God tells us in his word. Those weren't just depictions. Those weren't just poetic um, poetic um, pacers for us to pray. This is nature proclaims the glory of God. And, but, you know, there are times, though, that God comes down in a cloud. Now, I, I, I think, though, that if Jesus is seen in the clouds, there's a great cloud of witnesses also, that it speaks about... <laughs> that uh, is the, the, the being generated through intercession Gen, you know is incense now we know that the prayers of the saints are incense we've looked at those ingredients we've laid those out um the the trees themselves generate um fragrances and especially when they begin to bear fruit, usually there's a flower that comes, and that 
raises up a wonderful incense, a fragrance. One of the things that I have enjoyed over the years is there, there are a couple of, there, oh, I think there's two trees in a neighboring street by our house. And it, they're on the parkway between the sidewalk and the street. And a couple of years ago, Katie and I were out walking and we saw these trees and they had these beautiful white flowers. And when we got closer, the fragrance was glorious. Just, oh my goodness, how beautiful the smell was. And we would make sure to, to go by. We usually go by there twice on our walk just so we could smell that. And the the bees were honing in on the flowers. And then, but once once the fruit started to come out, then the fragrance went away. And I wondered about the placement of our incense, because it's all the same thing. It's This intercession is all the same. You don't have tree intercession and incense intercession. It's all the same. We're partnering with God. But I wonder if our incense doesn't rise up out of this tree process, just like other trees do. We had uh, several apple trees in our backyard when I was growing up, and it was the fragrance wasn't as glorious as what um, I just described. But you could smell the sweet fragrance of those trees. We have some honeysuckle trees here near the church. And you can smell the fragrance of those. And um, so um, we we offer these things to the Lord, but I, I'm wondering if Jesus coming in a cloud, Jesus ascending in a cloud, you have people offering incense in heaven and who have offered incense, and God preserves that. It blesses him. Um the great cloud of witnesses, that intercession is just an atmosphere. We need, to, we need to recognize the vitality of this and be faithful to pray. So let's begin to pray this week. And as you do, I want to reiterate, whatever you're going through in life, no matter how difficult it may be, or maybe you're just skipping down the street. Everything's just going so well. Thank God for that. But let's be faithful to pray. And let's up begin to apply what we talked about from Isaiah 45. And let's believe then, too, for God to provide Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I wanted to add a correction and I, I want to be really careful. You, you know that I try my very best before the Lord to never say anything on regard to the scripture that's not accurate. Well, yesterday I was talking about various kinds of trees in the Bible and I had just been thinking about this. I hadn't been going back through the scriptures to study it. Okay. But I said to Monica on Saints Radio that um, I, I, I got my arcs mixed up. And I said that Noah built the ark out of shittim wood. And it was the ark of the covenant, the ark of the covenant that was made out of that. And she spoke very graciously about the Noah's Ark being gopher wood. <laughs> gopher. That's Gomer's brother. Um, so I just got my arcs mixed up, and it, it was not that big of a deal anyway. Um, I But I hadn't, I was just going off memory, and I got my arcs mixed up. So 
forgive me. I, I'm sorry about that. I felt badly about that last night because I honor the word. And I, I don't ever want to misrepresent the word in something simple like that, which has had no bearing in your life. Uh, you know, it has significance somehow prophetically for what God asked for. But um, maybe we'll have a sermon on those two types of woods. We'll see. God bless you all. Let's keep praying. It's a privilege to be able to uh, partner with you. Until next time, be blessed. Let's keep praying. And goodbye.